0: Welcome to Sonic Talk episode uh, 631, which is recording live today on Wednesday, the 19th of August, uh, 2020 of your Earth years. and Earth is a strange place, but we're hopefully getting you through all the all your various quarantines and uh, isolations and all that other kind of stuff. I know it's very uh, it's very summer at the moment, so it's been a lot hot. We're getting a little bit better weather here, uh, but anyway, this isn't really about social commentary. This is a com- This is a podcast to do with music technology. So we talk about stuff that is software, hardware, studios, all kinds of music creation, various other things. There are so many. Uh, things that surround the creation and performance and distribution of music that we fairly rarely have not have stuff to talk about although summer can be a bit light but we've got some really exciting stuff to try this week you may remember last week i discussed uh, the idea of uh, maybe bringing in an audience via zoom and seeing how that worked well i can tell you we have one. Ta-da! I, ladies and gentlemen, I uh, hey. introduce you to the, the the Zoom audience. Now, the Zoom audience, Woo. I can do a picture-in-picture picture without covering anybody up. Uh, we've got uh, Wagyu, we've got Suzanne, we've got uh, uh, Thomas, we've got Israel, we've got John, we've got Timothy, we've got Steve... Uh, and iPhone. don't know what his name is, <laughs> but there he is. He's yeah, given us a thumbs up. So yeah, the idea is they're going to be brought in a little bit closer. Um, just we thought we'd try it to see if it could be done. And they're watching what you're watching, if you're watching it elsewhere. So thank you very much to them for being game. What we may do is, uh, if we introduce something like a Patreon or a YouTube membership thing, which we're considering, which isn't going to in fact affect our regular content, just be maybe add some extra things. This might be one of those things we try, or we might just, do it. We're not sure. But I think they should all wave enthusiastically and we can kind of uh we can thank them deeply for their uh for their <laughs> early adoption. And uh yeah, thank you very much. That's very good. It's good to see some hair there as well, I must say. It's, it's not something that I usually uh, usually see a lot of. Um anyway, let's um also introduce our guests. I feel now I've really got to start with Gaz, because otherwise that's gonna be bad. Uh Gaz Williams <laughs> is here from Hello. Bristol, uh, who yes. is a very hair uh, suits gentleman. Um and Harry, and a bass, a bass player, producer, mm-hmm. music technologist, uh, and you. Have you got your podcast tonight as well? You're doing your own show.
1: Yeah, I've got my show eight p.m. UK time tonight, and uh, quite a special one tonight because I'm going to have a guest in my studio. Oh and, my! Uh, yes, and that guest will be Mr. Finley Shakespeare. I'm going to get a modular masterclass. <laughs> so oh, he 's going to come wow. and help me, and uh, yeah so i 'm really excited about that because i 've got all this new stuff that i 'm really sort of bamboozled with and uh you know having having such a wonderful uh, Finley is amazing his it music is. is fantastic as well as him being a you know a brilliant module manufacturer with his future sound future sound systems
0: yep yes no he 's a great guy he 's great and when, I remember because yeah. I saw him perform at uh The Bristol Show, I can't remember what that's called. Uh, uh, It was a couple of years ago, so you haven't had it this year. And he was just amazing. I mean, he he seems Mm. like such a mild man. And he doesn't look like the sort of music and performer (laughs) he's going to be when you see him for the first Uh, time. And I'm going to leave it there, because I think, you know, if he does any live streams, you should definitely make an effort to go and see what he does, because it's really like... Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize yeah. that. Anyway, lovely to have you guys. <laughs> uh, oh, instead we um we did the MC707 review which is a remote thing which was pretty cool. Yes. Seems yes. to have actually gone down very well that as a sort of uh as a format. So we may well do that. So we're Great. breaking we're breaking formats everywhere. <laughs> Chase, what do you think? Do you think the MC707 yeah. review is a good format? Okay, so Two out of five <laughs> ain't bad. Okay. Uh, oh, no, they were just... It must be the latency. I'm sure they are all in agreement. Um, so... Uh, Yes, well, anyway, lovely to have you guys. Uh, so, yeah, do check mm. that out. Uh, and also, I should say, do check out the uh, the Personas thing as well uh, that we did last night. Presonus Studio 5 One, absolutely awesome. Um, loads of great features, and we did a live stream. I was a bit disappointed with the numbers who turned up for the live stream, but people are watching it now. And I just want to get loads of people to see it because it's there's some really cool features in Studio 1 version 5. Anyway, mm. let's also now go over to Mr. Matt Hodson. Now, Matt, I'm. there's something different. It's higher resolution. There's something changed. Have you changed cameras or something? You, you seem no, less pixely and more more something oh, else.
2: I've, I've got the Ethernet going.
0: Ah. I've, I've been
2: sneaky the past few long? shows. I've been, I've been a bit sneaky because you, you say, don't do it over wireless, and I've been doing it over wireless. But now I'm on the Ethernet land, and I've got my... I literally look outside the studio window, and I can see the box in the road where my internet comes from in fact the internet strength was that powerful coming into my house he had to put a 10 db pad on the internet coming into my because <laughs> it was that, it tra- was square waving you, or something i'm, so, I, I I I'm sorry i'm sorry sir, you,
0: you're getting too much data you can't have this much yeah. it's not good for you
2: <laughs> yeah it's crazy i didn't know he could do that i didn't so anyway yeah so um here I am in slightly better high res. Sorry about How that. How bizarre. Folks. The,
0: the twisted so you're attenuated yet higher quality at the same time. Isn't that peculiar? I'm going to just I, I feel like I'm Is a that bit dark. Is
2: that Nearly a name for a sh- for the show there. Um yeah, I I've, I've been pretty uh yeah, I've been pretty busy past few days. I've just finished off a track for um actually you did an interview with Ian Body, um yeah. who has the great din label and he he's kindly asked me to submit a track for Oh nice. um one of his compilations that he puts out under Tone Tone Science. So um I've just submitted that to him and he really likes it. So uh that that's that's gonna be going out on not the next one which comes out in September, um, but I think it it'll probably come out in October or something like that. If you if you're not familiar folks with um Ian's label, go check it out. Some great electronic music on there from all sorts of people. Mm. Finley might have been on there. I'm not I'm not sure. But um hey, there's certainly a few what? names that I know on there from the from the modular Crew, and maybe maybe Gaz will be on there one day. No, he's going. I'm going to be on blast. that same. I'm
1: going on that same. I'll be on that same one as you.
0: Ooh, <laughs> oh, really? I mean,
1: so I'm gonna. i gonna that. have to up my game. I'm gonna have to up my there game. You <laughs> have you
0: submitted a demo yet, Gaz? Have you, or was it just an invite-only thing?
2: Oh,
1: well, uh, okay, we, 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 but
0: I don't, I mean, I don't I want to. Uh, well, I got
2: asked. I, oh, I got asked. Okay. I don't know about Gaz. I yeah. got so asked if I got asked. Then, if I got, got in touch asked.
0: with Ian and said. Can I? No, I, I haven't got time to make, but yeah, Din Records, well worth checking <laughs> out. They do some really good stuff and yeah. they're really kind of yeah. up in their game. And, and, and Ian, uh, Ian Boddy and uh, Nigel Mullaney, I think, is quite closely involved. Well, great, great musicians and great stuff. Yeah. Okay. It's great great uh, oh, back
2: catalogue there. If people are looking for some music, just go check out their band camp. And it's a great back, back catalogue of music in there just to get your head round. And um, uh, yeah, uh, the, oh, the other thing is, yeah, and I've also just submitted a track to label that I'm on Fat Cat Records here as well for... It's quite a heavy, dark, brooding techno track that I played at the Virtual Super Booth this year as well. So I finally finished recording that and got that down. So that's what I've been up to. Yeah, oh,
0: nice. Plenty of busy, plenty of busy. Well, the, the weather... Well, actually, the weather has been... Uh, I've, I've said it before. It's probably the worst
2: catalogue of music in there just to get your head round. And um, Oops, sorry. I uh, just yeah.
0: unmuted something, which is, I, should, I didn't mean to do. I'm going to mute that. Sorry. Um, I've, that's totally thrown me. I'll just pretend like I didn't start that sentence and we'll go again. I'm just doing... <laughs> the, yeah, there we go. Everybody's holding their heads in their hands in the YouTube, in, the, in, the, YouTuber, in the, the Zoom audience. I'm so sorry. I mean, uh, this is one thing that I found is like, added, as I incrementally add more stuff, Oh, we just had a new guy come in. Is that Matt? Or is not... Yeah, so we're up to a full nine. Excellent. That's good. So we've got a symmetrical (laughs) collection. Thank you very much. Uh as I add more stuff, I realise that actually I don't have quite the capacity to manage it and produce the show at the same time. Something's got to give. So hopefully it won't be anything too important. Uh, like I could spend the entire show muted or something and wouldn't realise it. Uh, yeah, again, summer, uh, kind of slow, not an awful lot of stuff. But uh, what we did get today was uh, the new Volca sample. It hasn't got that sticker on it. That was actually me. For, for sort of uh, <laughs> clickbait purposes I put a great big new cider. so this is the new Volca sample maybe not that thrilling to a lot of you but me and Gaz mm. reviewed the original one and the one thing that you can say it's a very it's a very basic sample it's like 150 quid but yeah. it sounded really really good oh, and the definitely. low end and the bass and all of that stuff is really awesome I mean it's well worth yeah. checking out and they've just announced version 2 Or and, and this is clever because I didn't know this I just got an email from Korg this is going to be the the, the the original is no longer in production this is now the new version it's got twice the memory so uh what's it? A, a, a massive <laughs> eight seconds at 32k eight, meg. eight megs sorry eight megs right
3: okay meg. <laughs> which
0: could be i don't know what well, eight megs at 32 kilohertz is is considerable amount of stuff uh so that's kind of cool oh i would like to say um, thank you very much to uh inky in the chat room for a super sticker that's very cool
2: hey inky
0: yeah um but this is, so this is a bit, uh, it's going to be a little bit more expensive, or at least the the, the original Volca had dropped off to about 130, 140 quid. This is up up again to 160, something like that. I don't know how, it, I, I must admit, when I was looking to buy something to do live, uh, to my live stuff, I was very tempted with the idea of a Volca sample or a circuit. But then I decided to go with the circuit in the end because the circuit just had a bit more, it was just a bit easier to operate in the field and, and song wise and stuff. I'll come to you, guys first, because, I mean, this is this mm. is right up your street. I mean, I don't know if you've got... You haven't got yeah. all the Volkers, have you? But uh, you've got this one. No. Well, you've got the other yes. yes, yeah,
1: and I, it was my one that I brought in for the review uh, all those years back, and uh, it's interesting to see this... Uh, that they've actually kept the bits that are good about the original <laughs> and have fixed, you know, the things that weren't so good. So I think it's a it's a smart it's a smart move because, as you say, it does sound really good. It's a very characterful sounding sampler. No sample player, uh, sadly, still doesn't sample, which I think may bother a few people. But I mean, that USB port on there will. Really make that sort of sample process a lot less torturous. Oh, I mean, what did we have to do before? Was it, ages. yeah, was it like, over
0: audio, audio or mid, or into S- the sink,
1: yeah, oh, audio right. into the audio sync in, and then you'd have to play it in. And like a you know, like a small little sample could take a you know, a couple of minutes. Um, so <laughs> to change the whole memory would know, take like about 45 minutes, 50 or whatever. And um, so I think this makes sense. I think you can still do that if you wish. Um, personally but this i'd is much good. prefer
0: it like that wouldn't you
1: Well, <laughs> there's also a few other things which is really good i mean um it was so frustrating to use with midi before i mean you know that's where retro made their really useful um clever midi cable could uh mean that you could oh, that's play right. all a note per,
0: the, a per mm-hmm. note. Yes,
1: yeah. Yeah. So now I think, you know, I think the polyphony's up on this as well. So it seems like there's a bunch of improvements. One thing I can't see any improvement on, though, is um, the really irritating way of doing anything melodic on it, which is so difficult. And there is almost uh, a um, parameter locking kind of affair with it as well. Again, that was super, super... Right, well, it's it super awkward to do. So I'd be Sorry. interested to see if 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 that workflow has improved. I didn't see anything to suggest that in the in the list, but um, but definitely definitely a, a cool move from Korg, and uh, <laughs> you know to re- to recognize. <laughs> Sorry, great,
0: a great one in the chat room. Captures that true yeah. vintage retro frustration of the golden age. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: If that wasn't so yeah. long, that would be the show title. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Vintage retro frustra- frustration. Retro yeah.
0: frustration. That might actually have to be That the title. could work. Retro frustration. That could
1: yeah. work. Yeah, simulated retro frustration. Um, so, so very cool that they've done this. Uh, does seem a slightly bit pricey, though, still, I think considering um you know that it doesn't oh, that sample. ram
0: you know that ram is really you know these days sample <laughs> yeah. RAM is, you know as we've discovered from <laughs> yeah. rolling it's exceptionally hard to get on Very the international point. market yeah not
2: yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. i know i know what you mean though gaz i mean like for an extra hundred quid um i've just gone and bought the electron um model cycles um sampler samples even which is uh, i don't know if you guys might have seen this but electron brought out the two two boxes that are quite cheap now and uh, one of them's um one's like an FM drum synth and the other one is uh samples for loading samples i don't have a, an outboard sampler last one i had was a, an akai s950 i think and um i kind of figured that i'd like to play around with this a little bit more um and for an extra 100 quid, you can get one of these Electron ones. They're, they're not as comprehensive as the Octatracks, which we've talked about before on the show, how there is a, le- a big learning curve for those machines, certainly. This one, I think, is a little bit more f- straightforward, a bit more user-friendly. It, it's only got a stereo output. It does have MIDI in, I believe, on Mini TRS. Um but it seems like a really cool thing. It's got filtering. It's got parameter locks. Um, so, and I think I think you can do these kind of parameter locks on this Volca as well. Um, but that's what I've gone for. I've just gone for one of those recently. I thought for the price, they're about 260 quid for the Electron one. What's this Volca one? This one's what, 150?
0: 160, 160, yeah.
2: It's yeah. Like 100 quid more. You know, with the Electron, you get slightly bigger form factor. Um, I think a few more tracks, um, you know, that kind of, uh, and effects. I don't know if this one's got if the Volca's got effects in it, but it's got really nice reverb and a delay yes. built into the electron one. I,
0: I, and the, the, I mean, the, the parameter locking stuff because I had just reviewed the cycles, and I have to say, mm. you know, it, it sounds it sounds pretty tasty. Actually, it's kind of fun. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, so that's a good point. So what what what's the cycles mm. two four nine or two? Yeah, about two
2: six nine RRP. Um, That's a
0: tough call, actually. You isn't know, it? yeah.
2: it's yeah, it's. Mm. I think it's priced really well, actually, and I think it's one of those things where like people maybe a little bit, you know. The, I suppose there's a Digitact, which is which was like the, the the cheaper Electron, but now these are like the super cheaper ones. Um, so there's there's an, an inward route, if you like. It's like getting into Modular for the first time now you can get a bunch of software and play around with that before you commit mm. to spending 300 pound per module or whatever. But uh, just one thing about the Volca though, is I'm really happy to see that, you know, they're pushing this sort of form factor, these little boxes still, and for what they're producing, they're pretty juicy sounds. Like you say, some of the bass that comes out of these. And yeah. um, I was thinking about buying, I used to have a few of them and, uh, going down to Brighton beach in the evening when it's been really hot recently, there's people playing guitars. Um, you know, they've got drums out and it's really cool. And, um, and there's people DJing even down there on the seafront with just a speaker and, you know, uh, are
0: you going to be that guy?
2: I was like, thinking <laughs> I would, I could, I thought, you know what? I might just get some of these Volkers, load them up with batteries, take, I've got a, a um, quite a decent speaker i can take down there and just jam do some techno at like two in the morning on brighton beach in the summer in and um yeah might even make some money i don't know
0: yeah you could busk it it. yeah well that's not a bad (laughs) idea Uh, i'm gonna now i'm gonna actually i'm gonna introduce the audience here how many of you people have got a volca have any of you own a volca out there no that's interesting uh no but what uh one person israel owns a volca Two. for two, two people voting the Volca. That's really interesting because I mean the <sighs> the Volca ecosystem is actually, you know, that there's it's created quite a big thing is not it you know people are always posting mm. volca jams and volca cases and volca mounting stuff and it's sort of it works as a thing yeah. it seems to have caught the imagination more than perhaps pocket operators or whatever you know even though a similar sim- you know similarly priced it's it's an interesting kind of it's just has well, seems to have got that right do you think it's just yeah the japanese I, are so good at, at making things uh, that you want you know like I, I thought
1: that well, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting you are saying this because I thought that the Volker range was going down the toilet with the absolutely dreadful <laughs> Volker mix. mix, you know, <laughs> which is a, which is a, which is a, which is an abomination. Uh, really, so truly, truly. People at awful Korg are still product. saying
0: no, no, but you just don't understand. It's like no, 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 <laughs> no,
1: and no, no. uh, we won't. I won't get off. Uh, but yes. Uh, but they made an amazing comeback after that because you know um, I guess that was the one Tats had left the company or left certainly left the development um, of the Volkers at that before the Volker mix, and I was thinking, oh no, you know he's left and now they've gone and killed the range, you know with that awful awful piece of poo, um, but you know they they made that then they did the Volker modular, didn't they, and the Volker uh, yeah. drum both of which are you know arguably the best volkers um but the sample was uh the sample was the one that could have maybe had the title of the best yeah. ever volker so now this new one it, I, ooh, yeah that uh, that versus the modular i think um volker modular
0: for the best. Okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah. I mean the yeah. yeah, the chat room split, I mean certainly if you're watching the Twitch one. Come on, this is just a toy and you know, the, yeah, I mean agreed, it's not the sort of thing if you're if you're writing kind of uh, deadline cues for feature films (laughs) or ads (laughs) probably not going to be reaching for the Volca very often I mean I may be wrong I mean I don't want to diss it but you know it's not that's not what it's for but uh just it's cool that they've actually kind of uh, brought this out so uh, yeah good and uh interesting though that uh our our zoom audience not a non volca owners that's quite interesting or, or, or a percentage of them quite interesting right okay um so uh let's uh oh i actually wanted to plug our um moog uh if it's the right button moog A. yeah i shot this on uh when was it gosh it was on thursday last week was it i, I don't even remember when it was that's terrible. I was Friday. It was, no, I can't even remember, uh, but it was because uh, it was, it went past in a, f- uh, in a flash, but uh, I did the review for the Mood Matron. We had this really good Q and A with uh, Amos there who, Check his beard out. He's 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 basically going for you guys there, and uh, Mark oh, Riley wow. and we we did some live patching, but we found some really interesting facts and figures. I mean, Amos was telling me about the sort of stuff that you can do with control law in firmware, which you know may sound really nerdy, but the idea you know as as I often say, some synths you know when they're not very well, they haven't had a lot of love in the design or maybe it's been overlooked. You know, and you get that thing when. Uh, Too much. A little bit is too much on a control. You need a you need some sort of uh, um, logarithmic or exponential control law for things. And he was saying there are things that you can do in firmware that would have you you can draw kind of almost like really squiggly curves. So or if like for instance you put oscillator sync on, then the pitch range of the of the VCO the control law would change to that to be a wider range because you want you want that particular and it was just, there's lots of tasty little bits of info in that so i thoroughly recommend you what you check that out in fact it was uh let me see what it was it was the, the url i put in there uh, bit.ly slash sonic mqa uh, might make it easier to get to but if you just go to our youtube channel it's there and it was a video that we shot so it was ended up being about an hour and i thought it was only going to be about 20 minutes but yeah uh, fascinating stuff so do check that out um right what is next uh i need to go to my notes How's our audience doing? Everybody all right there? <laughs> Some of them are actually looking <laughs> at the screen. <laughs> Excellent. Well, lovely too. Uh, once again, thanks for joining us there. Right, um, yeah, yeah. Vogue Sample. So, yeah, um, I'm going to go for this because this is fascinating. So, I, I don't know. I'm not familiar with this drum machine. This is the six two, the 727. And seven. Uh, a chap called Harry Axton has, who's used who's basically been making uh, ROM upgrades the various drum machines has done one for the 727 707 and you can load an additional eight banks of sounds which were like lindrum 707 808 uh, i'm trying to think what he did i've got the i've got the uh the stuff here haven't i dmx dmx uh lm1 so basically, you get access to all of those things. And I thought, wow, isn't that cool? I mean, that's just such a nifty idea. It's like 50 quid or something. And I thought, that sounds really good. And the and I, I didn't know the 727 is actually, uh, in terms of drum machines interfaces, it was quite advanced for the time, wasn't it? Because it was following on for the 909. and uh, Was it following? Yes, it was, I think. Even though it, the, it was an earlier number. Um, mm. But then I checked, and uh, what you actually have to do <laughs> it's, it's really <laughs> terrifying. I'll show you. So basically, you do yeah, It's like it's this. Oh no! Desoldering oh, no. chips. Oh, uh, no. And 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 this is you know th- this is this oh, is boy. terrifying. But sixty. Yeah. Quid, but but then the price of a seven hundred seven is six hundred plus. I couldn't find any sixty sevens on eBay, so I think they might be a bit rarer. Mm. I don't know. Has anyone got any? Yeah. And Gaz, was it you? Was it a six two six that you had a a a. a, a a, a burning, a burning
1: no, affair. It's, uh, with it. it's the six six oh six. Oh,
0: the six oh six. Yeah, well, you, could the 70... the, you can always buy the seven oh. Yeah. the Behringer now, can't you? I
1: know, and in a number what, of colours, like a whole in a rainbow range of colours. The seven oh seven, the seven two seven, was like the percussion version of the seven oh seven, wasn't it? So it was exactly the same, but just had um, just percussion sounds in there, I think. Um, so um, hence, I think it's a lot rarer, but um, Yeah, it's quite nice to set. I've always quite liked the 727, though. Sorry, the 707, um, the layout of it. I mean, when I was first starting, um, you could, like, it seemed like 505s are the ones that were really super cheap at the time. Um, And as I say, I bought a 606. um, But. Yeah, because you, you've got like, a, you've got all the little faders on there. You've got a, quite, oh God, there was a few other things, wasn't there? Because the, the song arranging on there was quite cool as well. Um, so I'm guessing with the firmware, does that change any of the sequencing
0: i don't power. think so it's I just i think right, it's just a random stuff i mean it's it's ve- yeah. i mean this is very niche i mean let's let's not be out <laughs> i just i thought i t- i said someone was slow but yeah. you know but but, <laughs> but i mean is it i mean you know but
1: the TRAS i mean i wonder how different they sound cuz obviously the TRAS is probably about what's that now about 500 and something yeah
0: that's true um you know, and with all the is, new
1: features that we saw last week. You know? is, yeah. So is the TR, you know, I don't know if, if, I mean, if you've got one of these knocking around and, and you feel brave enough to, to take the plunge, then I, I, I would say it's a bit of a no-brainer. But um, but the, the TR-S, though, I mean, I'd be really interested to hear them side by side playing sort of, say, 707 sounds or whatever, um, being as it was an entirely digital machine. Or was it entirely digital
0: hmm uh, yeah Maybe. i think i think it possibly yeah. was i don't know uh matt i heard you groan when you saw that <laughs> were you just were you just re- just another str- another couple of a couple it was of my camera on the, on I the just rack be- in the basement there was it I, <laughs> <Are you okay? laughs>
2: yeah i just realized this camera was kind of like sticking out the side of my head on the on the photo so i just thought i'd, I'd bend it down but it went right so sorry about that no there isn't anyone in the dungeon today so um we're all right on that front um how did you know about that nick anyway um so, drum machines i uh oh i was about to say i don't own a drum machine <laughs> i've got the dfam <laughs> and i've got the pulsar 23 which is sat underneath the dfam again whoops um uh, but that's only because i use them both in combination quite a lot um i used to own an 808 Many years ago, I even modded that myself, and I put MIDI on it, which which meant I had to drill a hole in the side, and I got a retro kit, and that was actually really easy to do. I um, never owned a seven oh seven or anything else like that because basically I I started thinking, well, I've got a million samples of this drum kit and a million of that one, and da 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 da. da. Why why do I need hardware to do this? You know, it was around the time early two thousands, I think, and and it was like, okay, why do I why do I need to do that? So um, I never really ran with a drum machine for a long, long time in my studio setup until things like DFAM and Pulsar came out, which are just different ways of approaching uh, drum synthesis, I suppose, in, in a yeah, way they're that more I synthesizers just...
0: aren't. They that's the thing. The drum synthesis yeah, is the interesting I guess so. part. I think.
2: But at the same time, you, that kick drum on the Pulsar twenty. 20- 23 you um you can you can really get 808 and 9090 well not maybe not so much 909 but definitely 808 thick boomy stuff going on especially if you combine it with the 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 synth voice in the second channel as well i found um but i I don't know i uh, yeah i'm just i'm just still not sold on really having dedicated 909 or an 808 um you know, even with the cheaper Behringer stuff that's come out now as well, having those things set around, how much I'd actually use them. Maybe we should have a hands up in the uh, Zoom chat room. How many of you own a actual drum machine?
0: Hmm, good question. One, two, no. One, two. That's, that's yeah, it's uh, about half and half. Six, well, six out of eight, I think. Mm-hmm. That was probably more. Okay. That's true, but I, mean, I, I agree. I mean, I find drum machines. I don't like the pattern way of working. Until I got into yeah. the, uh, the the MC seven hundred seven, I found really much more inspiring for as a drum machine because it's yeah. just easier to use. What mm. I what I
2: what I tend to find when when someone sits down with a drum machine is that they they start with the drum machine sometimes and they fill everything with every single sound you've got going on there. And before you know it, there's nowhere to put any bass lines and chords. It's just it's just percussion was, look how many things i can do on my drum machine and really i mean i'm okay i make a lot of techno for me it's a big kick drum which is usually a combination of different kick drums that i've layered up or designed uh and a, and a hi hat and big reverbs and that's
0: that's a hit, really hmm. so yeah. you know well uh, yeah every 80s remix uh breakdown yeah. section forever yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: it's like the, uh, it's like the it's like the dreaded person who brings the, who brings, well, they used to be bring the djembe, then start bringing the, um, the, the, the cajon to the parties and fill the whole time. They fill the yeah. whole time, you know, Yeah, or like play a djembe. Because that was the thing. They used to play little bongos that you know couldn't be heard, and they'd come out and play djembe that would be somewhere in between E flat and so, boom so, boom and then just to make this constant sort of atonal drone. Um, the yeah, equivalent of what, that in programming. I know programming. what you're
0: saying. <laughs> well, actually, that wouldn't work for you. So, you know, if you, if somebody turned up on Brighton Beach, uh, Matt, with a djembe against your volkers, you'd be toast. I think.
2: I don't know about that, mate. I don't know. Actually, I I um I also purchased something called a hang drum this week as well, which is on its way to me, which are beautiful uh, instruments. If you've seen them, there's a pan drum as well. Um, they, They're they handmade sort of steel drums tuned to a particular key, and uh, they're really good for busking and for meditation and, and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, a
1: hang drum... Have you seen the hang drum um, capo? You put the big capo around the hang drum and you squeeze, squeeze
0: it. <laughs> yes, and it goes... Uh, I think... Yeah. yeah. No, I do have gas. I think that's an actual lie.
2: I'm very gullible. It's an actual lie.
0: Nice try. Nice try.
2: Just last thing on on outboard hardware-like drum machines. I think there is something to be said, though, for the way that a drum... Hit can sound when you are taking it from external hardware and you 're hitting a preamp and you 're hitting a sound card with it and recording that in. I think that there is a sonic quality still that you capture there than when if you 're just triggering samples inside the box i still I still feel that i don 't know why some of my kick drums if i 'm just if i 'm just triggering them from inside the box. I have to work with them a little bit more to get them to the sort of aggressive point or the transient to a particular place. I have to work with it a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe it's um, psychosomatic, but I've always thought that when I hear like even off an S950, a kick drum coming off that, it's got this, particular thwack when it's when you're that's recording probably really it in a really
0: poor DC uh DC <laughs> zero crossing algorithm or something
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably
0: yeah uh, wago in the chat room um um i think you still go pause. yeah we we haven't seen the volca cowbell yet that's probably that's probably going to be next April Fools. I'm sure there hmm. was a Volca Cabal April Fools a couple of years ago. Actually, I'm fairly sure, but uh, maybe it never made it to market. I can't imagine why.
1: The, the Volca Kick is one of the is is the is the peculiar one in the Volca range, though, for it being so specific. I mean, you can do bass lines and some stuff in it, but it, that does do an amazing kick. You, you know, uh, does it? Also, I might have to look at yeah, that. It, Oh, well, it's, it's a, cool. It's a, it is very cool. It's,
0: it's an MS-style high-pass filter, isn't yeah. it? I mean, and a right. so you Pretty just much. get... Uh, in yeah. fact, Hayes-Anderson in the, the Twitch chat, which I, I'm sorry I can't uh, feature, um, figured that out, it says they keep, uh, they keep the Volker kick... Hayes-Anderson keeps the Volker kick around to, to make sure you can get that bass if you need it. So, yeah, nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Might be, might yeah. be the answer. Yeah.
1: Might be. And the kick Lancet's another good one, isn't
2: it, from uh, Vermona.
1: For sounds
0: just like a, a medical <laughs>
2: Sounds like something medical <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> The um, um, MS-20 of course Is is great as well for kick drums um, And particularly sometimes If I'm doing a track where I want that kind of Kick drum, you don't know if it's a kick drum Or if it's the bass line, you know Like you do with really long 8-to-8s eight And you can tune them and pitch them Well, of course, you essentially you've got that Within a synth voice within the MS-20 um, Going from just opening and closing Envelope times and that kind of thing Which I really yeah. like doing a lot
0: yeah, mm. uh, well, I totally understand. Is that a, is that a, a, a mini, an MS Twenty Mini? It is,
2: but to me, so, it's 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 the big one because I've never owned the big one, so I know no difference. And I, I'm, yeah, my, my hands are pretty big, but
0: uh, well, that's yeah, fine for me. But it is me. the my mini. Yeah. Tiny. What, which one is? Uh, which filter do you uh, do you favour on the uh, on the MS Twenty Mini? Just out of curiosity.
2: You mean in terms of the high pass or low pass?
0: Well, either that or there's a type, you could you switch can't you between the type one and the type two I think on the mini can't you oh, you yeah, I think it's a boot sequence because oh. basically oh. they've got there's there's two oh. filter circuits they in, in yeah and they and they made the uh type one and the type two it's like pre nineteen seventy six part i can 't remember okay exactly, and what you boot it on in a certain way and you get one or the other i think i, I this is this is <laughs> <different> wicked. <collection. laughs> There you awesome. Go. You can have that for nothing, or it's Thanks, a complete Nick. lie, and uh, you'll spend the rest <laughs> of the day trying to figure out why it's and not working. you know an way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've
2: just either a you April Fool's day. I'm just better gonna be than your down. lie, Gaz.
0: That's almost believable. I think. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be sat here holding down random buttons as I turn it on, going, "Why are not it
0: sounding any different?" I, 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 so, like, honestly, look it up. I'm pretty sure that it, it, it right. might have been you had to hold on and, and hold a key down. I just really okay, cool. dim, dim, distant recollection of that. And uh, I maybe. Nice be,
2: one, Nick. I knew I'd came on this show for a reason now 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 is to learn these things so thanks
0: there you go well or not yeah or just be completely uh,
1: in the chat room ms filter not selectable on the mini
0: Uh, ah okay there you go
1: only tabletop version
0: instantly Uh. corrected there are you sure about that (laughs) because on the tabletop version there was an actual switch but on the mini it's Uh. there isn't a switch for it it's a it's a function it's a reboot function it's a it's a booting thing i'm pretty sure i, I mm. well I, okay, I mean I wouldn't testify in court and I'm certainly not going to bet on it, but anybody in, anybody in a local audience know this for sure anybody own the zo- No, <laughs> that's just a load of shrugging none of that at all in fact yeah, so afraid not oh well uh, but thank you ah oh, hold on that's is that a vocal kick you've got there oh no that's a that's a uh that's a craft oh. a craft drum isn't it yeah i've got that, is that Wagy's a craft got,
2: rhythm because I have got one here and I need to build it, and um, I've heard these things and they sound absolutely amazing. I might do I might do a live stream of me building this and then playing around with it actually. So if
0: you're gonna if you're gonna film it, uh, make sure you blue tack it down to the surface because it moves around a lot. Yeah,
2: <laughs> completely.
0: It's ready oh, to wow. go. You I think you should put the cellophane back on that and you could keep it and sell it when you're in your dotage for I don't know at least twice what you paid for it.
2: Do you reckon <laughs> I could sign it and everything? Maybe, maybe we should sign it as a Sonic State giveaway one day or something, as we do wow. do a prize or something.
0: I know some people have, uh, at uh, Modal. Maybe they've got—I don't know if they've got any spare stock, but I might be able to dig out some, you There know, might be some special editions or something. I, I, again, cool. I'm complete conjecture. Um, we should probably do our competition because now you can have the chance to win a full copy of Stutter Edit 2. So let's have that now. <laughs>
3: from the mind of composer and electronic music pioneer, BT. In collaboration with Isotope, Stutter Edit 2 brings movement to your mix, faster and with more versatility than ever before. Stutter Edit 2 lets you slice audio into razor sharp rhythms and moving effects, creating exciting new rhythmic worlds within your music. Instantly recreate the famous stutter effect in your samples, sound design, and beyond, all with a single button. control a vast array of studio quality effects all linked to the timing of your stutter edit making it easy to add filter sweeps panning effects pumping dynamics and more stutter edit 2 is the fastest and most exciting way to dynamically elevate your music productions sound design film scoring and more head to Isotope.com to download a free 10-day trial and check out our other creative suite products too
0: Yeah, I want to say thank you to uh, Isotope for providing the prize. In fact, we have another competition for this week, the uh, the, uh, Stutter Edit competition. I'm looking for the hashtag Slice... Slice... slice uh, Slice-Dice. So rather than put those two words together, I put a dash between them. Slice-Dice or (laughs) Slice-Dice. God, that's hard to say. I don't want to say that anymore. Uh, so I want a slice... I've got to say it now, haven't I? Slice-dice and stutter edit to hashtags to at State and at Isotope. If you tweet those, uh, then we will be able to pick you up from the competition. That's a Twitter competition. And once again, the hashtag Slice-Dice... And the hashtag stutteredit2 to at sonic state and at isotope inc. Okay. And <clears throat> excuse me, we thank uh, them for providing that for a prize. we got a competition winner from last week. Uh, and um, <clears throat> The winner for last week, that's not him. Uh, this is him, uh, is da- I don't know how you pronounce that. <laughs> hey, Hikari Music, uh, Duck da- da- Cave, uh, <laughs> with a, a very amusing uh, frantic cat. I don't know what the cat's doing there, typing. Maybe ordering cat food on uh, Amazon. I'm not sure. One of those things, but a great nah,
1: gift. playing playing the keyboard mode in Ableton Live.
0: Ah, okay. No,
1: Doing a bit of drum Max
2: MSP coding.
0: Max <laughs> MSP coding. is a genius cat. <laughs> With a with a t- with a T-shirt on. Anyway, uh, if you want to get in touch uh, at Hikari Music dot, uh, on Twitter, we can provide you with a prize of stutter edit 2, Thank courtesy of Isotope, and I want to say thank you once again. Another great bit of uh, uh, some people are people are. Uh, donating is fantastic. We've got super stickers. I actually enabled super chat this week. I'm not quite sure why. I think I just thought I'd try it out, but don't feel you have to. But, but much appreciated, uh, as we uh, every little helps, as we all say. Um, <clears throat> excuse me very much. Um, so, what else did we get? Chip a tube. Big changes at native instruments. Uh, this oh. is. Uh, Another great article from Peter Kern, who's very good at the kind of inside industry stuff. Also based in Berlin, which makes it easier. Uh, There's news that... uh... Uh, Matt Gallick and, or Marta Gallick and Daniel Haver, uh, who were the sort of head honchos, have been moved to the sort of advisory board. That sort of seems to be a way that things happen. You know, you kind of have people in charge for a really long time and then you just move over to the uh, the advisory board and they bring in some new blood. And they've got a chap called Con Kanicki, who uh, I know quite well, I don't know well, but I used to deal with him because he's the uh, new CEO. He used to be the press guy. And, um, you know, there's been a... There's been a lot of stuff going on with Native Instruments. I mean, 2017, they got €50 million euro investment from a, a company called EMH, whose mantra is uh, growth through digitalization uh, They bought Sounds.com, but then there's been massive uh, redundancy cuts. There's been, you know, there's been a lot of upheaval and there was some sort of issues with the HR department and smacks of racism and, you know, all this kind of unpleasantness. And now, you know, obviously they've got to move ahead. I mean, because Native Instruments, for... The longest time, I mean, contact player, they're the only game in town, mm-hmm. but now we're starting to see a bit of uh, other companies, you know, like Spitfire and whatnot, are coming up with some, okay, we're doing our own thing, they've got their own players. So they're, they're starting to have to perhaps uh, evaluate their, their situation and kind of get their skates on and, and stay where they are. I'm, I'm, I'll am I'm be upfront. I mean, I think Native Instruments stuff, um, certainly the, the, the sounds that they produce for uh, uh, contact and for battery, they are amongst the best ever you know that they sound so production ready they're really really good quality stuff software instruments are really fast. it's just not a world i use a lot because i'm I'm more hands-on i don't know about you i mean you must have to teach a bunch of this stuff i mean obviously being involved in the bim in brighton as a a course director that you know you must you you know are you do they feature a lot in the technology that you have to bring into the college for people to to learn (sighs) so controllers and whatnot
2: Absolutely, I mean it's it's the go-to piece of software when we're when we're delivering anything to do with working to move an image, you know, um, contact being the main thing there in terms of going to your multi multi instruments. Um, um, I use it a lot when I'm writing for TV and adverts. It's the go-to. You see, um, you see Christian using it, Spitfire Audio. You know, it, there's so many so many software developers out there producing amazing. Um, multi multi instruments and it's all it's all living inside of contact. so they've really got that so reactor up. as well you know yeah yeah i mean uh, th- th- i was about to say reactor um reactor blocks as well in terms of teaching synthesis and things like that that's what we do i do a lot of that as well at bim um so yeah we native instruments it's 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 installed on every single computer that we have around all of our campuses. And we've got, got five in the UK now, of five BIMs in the UK, one in Hamburg and one in Berlin as well. And, um, they're, they're go to pieces of software. Definitely. in terms of the sound though, I mean, I, I was using reactor. What did it used to be called in like, uh, 1997? It was called something completely um, different. What was it? It was a, a surge core or something like that.
0: I can't remember. Um,
2: but it, it to... I remember having it. I was able to run one instance of it on my really bad <laughs> PC, and I was like, and I thought, wow, this sonically, um, you know, like the waveforms, square square waves, sawtooths, and and triangle waves. I was just like, oh, this sounds really really juicy, and um, I, I I knew that. This was a, a piece of software that was very different to all the other VSTs that I had installed at the time. And it's continued to grow like that. And Reactor Blocks is uh, it sounds absolutely fantastic. I've always been a big fan of Absinthe. Um
0: Oh God, and, that was so and, deep, wasn't it? I just couldn't
2: Oh uh, man. Yeah. I mean I, I never knew what I was doing with it and uh, but I used it envelopes. so much. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Just what I the just, world means. I, I mean. Yeah it's it's out, it's so it can go so deep but the more I used it the more I just got into it and now now I just it's a joy to use actually um but I'm really interested to see where we're going in terms of native instruments uh big shake shakeups in company can 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 you know they can bring companies down or they can build them back up? Yeah. Um, It depends. I'd like to know what their vision is. Yeah. Um, One thing I would say is that you know that there's still that company you think of when you when you come to reinstall your computer and you're like, oh, I've got to reinstall like 450 million gigs of Mm -hmm. native instrument software now. And so I'm wondering if they're going to work towards um, how how they could do that. You know, imagine. Imagine all of the native instrument stuff being inside this kind of synth interface and you just load up absynth, and then you've, you've got a touchscreen or something like that instead of installing stuff all the yeah, time or well, being hardware, cloud-based.
0: Hard, the Hardware is kind of what got them into trouble in the first place, wasn't it? They kind of had a bunch of audio mm. interfaces that didn't do as well. I, I've got to make a That's correction. True. Got to make a correction. Well, firstly, the chat room said it was generator was what was the original. Uh, generator, thank about. you. But secondly, uh, the competition is bogus because you can't have hyphens in hashtags. hashtag. So we're going to go for sl- Slice, <laughs> Dice, one word for the competition or any combination of those. Whatever shows up with the with Slice and Dice in it, I will take as an entry. I mm. do apologise for that awful <laughs> cock-up. Uh, yeah, Gaz, yeah. this is, I mean, Native mm. Instruments, I mean, I, they are got to be one of the, uh, uh, next to Steinberg, they've probably got to be one of the longest-serving software houses. Have they not?
1: I would imagine so. And, I mean, it's the way that they've adapted and been very much at the forefront of things. Uh, there's always been a really impressive thing with them. And, you know, they brought out their own thing, the NKS way of mapping yeah. stuff, you know, and this, this has always been this huge thing, hasn't it? In the kind of controller world, the whole kind of um, mapping idiom. Uh, so I was kind of curious, this is the thing I'm quite curious about, and I don't know if you know this or if anyone could help me with this, but NKS format, uh, like so that means if you've got devices like uh, machine or um or any of their uh, uh s line or what's it the m thirty twos or all those kind of keyboards uh it means everything's kind of pre mapped uh in this end yeah i think format. i think
0: if it's a third party plugin and it's nks yeah. format you 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 could provide the description or metadata that enables the NKS the right. hardware to be able to talk to your third party plugin or indeed uh, right. you know the, yeah so
1: you know and f- so so like arturia for instance they make their plugins in nks uh, you know they make them nks compatible uh, and isotope ozone yeah. you can sort of map that so you know so that so right so we know that's what I want to know is, though, can other, man, can other hardware manufacturers make NKS-compatible hardware?
0: Mm, that seems question. like they
1: want it seems like if they're having everyone like doing it to them, you know, that would. Well I think it would be, be good for them to open that up if they don't.
0: Mm, maybe yeah. so. I don't I don't know whether our, uh, our Zoom audience, our uh, native instruments users, I suspect. I mean, it's the sort of thing that you tend to have. You know, you buy the libraries, you might have contact libraries. Some are, some aren't. I mean, I think it probably depends on what you're doing. Uh, I know, you know, like if we talk to Ty, he's probably got every single one. What would make sense to me is if they've managed to get all of these people to get on board with the uh, NKS format... The problem I have is all of their stuff has got is, is a sort of eight, eight encoder type paradigm. So what they need is a really tasty NKS controller that yeah, maybe has expands, a decent touchscreen, has yeah. has some kind of like a, 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 a better graphic element to it. You know, some uh, buttons and knobs and you know more stuff that is just like wow, that will do almost everything I need it to do. You know, maybe that's the answer. They that's well, they, where the they, hardware
2: would make sense they tried that didn't they with the complete control to an extent yeah. um that, where yeah. they were on their controller and they had color they had color coded things going on and and i think there was a display on it that updated um all so the, i think there that was is. The, the... sorry guys
1: but yeah but they just don't have faders do they it's all kind of knob yeah. um yes yeah. yeah. so... i
2: think it was a half maybe a halfway house for some, them to try something out in this way yeah um yeah i don't know i mean does i wonder if even peter kern knows where native instruments are going next and what what's their roadmap are interested
0: that's the problem i've got because this you know yeah the there. screen is lovely but that's only eight things and you need yeah well you need uh is it two, four, six, eight? yeah you need nine i'd say and that they're also they have this kind of this uh, sort of jog shuttle scroll wheel, common what they called it, that was custom designed that they were very proud about. And I'm sure it's great, but more than eight controls, and they have to be n- not only knobs, and there needs to be. I think there needs to be um, uh, ring ring LEDs around anything like that, because otherwise, uh, you know, it's it's uh, I, yeah.
1: You were talking about core, actually, weren't you, Matt? That's what you were thinking about that the core thing rather Maybe. than complete control. Uh, probably, yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so that thing I had the core too, and it was really really poor, as it was, yeah. oh, it was a really nice idea. But it was really poor. Uh, I, you know, it was oh, like that red display was just really <laughs> peculiar to sort of get the viewing angle right. Or maybe I had a core, yeah. I think I had a core one, actually, and I think that was even worse on the screen. Um, and that had, like, basic audio interface. Oh, I can't remember. One of them had an audio interface,
0: the other one didn't. Oh, there it is. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not as if hmm. that's any different to uh, early Electron uh, displays, is it, really? That is the machine... That is the initial... Yeah. What was that? A uh, machine drum was red on red, I seem to remember. But, yeah, anyway...
1: But this was a I'll product, though, that wasn't – it was killed off, wasn't it, and didn't get long-term support. So um, yeah. I know I know that it was a, quite a damaging thing. And I think that, like, you know, the complete control approach has been clearly, like, influenced by the failure of the core platform, I think.
0: Well, yeah it was a, that i mean like I, say, I think that was one of the reasons that they required funding because it, you invest a lot of stuff in making hardware particularly back then and i mean now maybe they're ready to do it again because they like to they say they've got the nks standard that they can tie their hardware mm-hmm. to so it would make sense to maybe utilize that i don't know uh,
2: I, mean, I was just going to say one one software manufacturer that has been slowly pulling me in is arturia they have just been brilliant with their the three compressors that you will need the three filters that you will need um the three delays the three reverbs those and then you can buy them in as a bundle and when these things come out you can demo them and I'm um, uh, you've got like the MS20 filter in there Oberheim filter in there you've got the RE20 as a delay you've got digital delays in there it does reverse stuff and I've just been slowly realising that I'm just slowly buying their software. <laughs> and well, they had a big <laughs> summer sale.
0: You could have saved it all and, and yeah. waited for the, the big the big, uh, the, the, think, uh, the big pandemic sale that they've been doing. Actually, the KeyLab, yeah. uh, the KeyLab Mark II, they're really good, though. They integrate really nicely as well. So I guess you're to come in. Well,
1: I was going to say, though, with those pieces of software that, that Matt's talking about, the, the graphic interfaces are really fun. I think that's where they've, done really good work in recent years you know those like delays for instance they're beautiful graphics and beautiful like the way the little bottom bit opens when you expand it's just a really pleasant it it, it really does bring to mind playing with physical effects I think uh as a software thing um yeah just something I I always think that graphically they've gone up
2: yeah. And if you get, if you jump back to native instruments and you look at something like um, one of their latest pieces of software, which was called rounds. I don't know if you've seen that interface and you've got these circles mm. and <laughs> I mean, I'm still trying to figure that abstract. one out. And yeah. You know, I, yeah. and I'm, I'm a max. I'm a Max user, and I've got my head round Absinthe, but Rounds for me, I'm still not quite sure what that's doing in terms of just that's because of its interface. It's so important. It's interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, I think the other thing about the 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 uh, the, the complete control stuff, it just felt a bit over priced because you've this juicy thing but it didn't have any midi ports on it or not enough midi ports you know so you can't you can't just turn it on and plug it into a midi module you have to go via the computer you have to you yeah. know it there, or you know you could store one custom setup in it and it would remember it if you would left switched on I mean I just don't think that's good enough these days to be honest I mean they're beautiful right. things but they need to be more uh, and the m 32
1: for around 99 pounds so it comes with an amazing software bundle and it's
0: sort of I think yeah, value maybe. for
1: money is. I don't know. Do, do, well,
0: let's take it over to, our, to our, uh, our. Let's have a show of hands. Have you found your perfect hardware controller? If that's your thing, you know, if you're using, is there such a thing? I don't think there. No, there we go. I think that's pretty universally. <laughs> that's a universal truism uh, that there's no such thing <laughs> as the perfect controller. I mean, you can design your workflow, uh, maybe around your controller. But what happens then is, you know, we end up in that situation where you spend. Hardware controllers are great for live stuff where you have a very fixed, specific thing and you go, on this song, I want it to do this. And you, you spend all that time programming it, but actually, in the creative environment, it's very—you don't want to be getting IT land and assigning and all this stuff. It has to be as simple as possible, and that's yeah. the issue. You know, that, there's this, and you know, I suppose that's one of the things that MIDI 2.0 is supposed to be kind of bringing out. It just sort of says, "Here's what I've got. What do you want?" And if somebody could create an interface that just sort of went, "I want that, 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 that," and then you're done, and it remembers it for next time, or however you want it to be stored, then you could be in a—you know—that's a much quicker and much more immediate and a creative situation if you've got to get in and start typing names and clicking and assigning it's just yeah the the moment's gone basically and you can't Mm. really you're never going to get it back so you know that that's still got yet to be found i would say
2: although the uh one of the topics we were going to have on this show i don't know if we've still got time but there was uh there was a particular hardware Controller we was going to oh, look at. Oh
0: yes! Oh, let's do that now. I mean, because that's segue in as well. onto that. that t- let's do that. I think that's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <'cause laughs> I hey guys, to...
3: my name is Jid Wee, and welcome to Dallas Jamming. In this video, we're going to be checking out the Arturia KeyStep Pro, which is the predecessor to the KeyStep, which was a sequencer that was the, one of the first sequencers, like popular sequencers, to feature CV and gate to sequence your rack. This is a whole different beast, a whole different monster, full of outs. It's made to be your main sequencer or like the brain of your setup.
0: That was Jade Wee there, uh, who's done a couple of great videos on the KeyStep Pro. I've got a KeyStep Pro here, and I haven't done a review of it yet. I'm still trying to figure out how to how I would approach that, and I'm very late to the party. But as we know, with the uh, the KeyStep and the BeatStep Pro, they became ubiquitous. You know, they were if you wanted something, you know, the KeyStep, uh, the BeatStep Pro would be basically in most studios just as a CV gate interface and MIDI interface. In many cases, you just see it stood up with a load of cables coming out of it, not necessarily being used. (laughs) And the KeyStep uh, has been you. No, that is the machine for uh certainly when trade shows were a thing if somebody's demoing some modular stuff you probably have a keystep in front of it because you could do the keys the cv or the gate stuff or the midi stuff depending on how you edit and it seems like the keystep pro is really or is it is it going to become the controller to have i mean i know matt if i come to you because you're you're not so much of a keyboard kind of person although i can actually see three keyboards in your shot at the moment one,
2: yeah, two, three. Oh yeah. yeah. So you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I and I have the, I've got the beat step, here the beat step Pro, yeah, which so I use. Away, actually,
0: which is using interface, aren't you? Yeah. It's, yeah.
2: <laughs> as you were saying, it's actually behind the Pulsar, which I use for for step sequencing. The Pulsar actually, because the Pulsar you, it converts um, um, the, the the CV outputs into these Alligator clips and the beat steps just clocked over midi to bitwig or ableton whatever i'm using and i'm, I'm just using it really as a step sequencer um and it's just so simple and, and easy to use to, to to play around with stuff and get things working in weird timings and that kind of thing i would really like to check out though this um the, the big pro. the big one yeah this this key step pro looks great to me even though i go on and crack on about, I don't like the the black and white keyboards. The fact that it's got this kind of, the beat step functionality in there with it. I think I could probably have a lot of fun with this because I would probably approach it in using it in a way rather than, uh, I would like to basically blur the kind of playability aspect and the sequencing aspect and combine those things together. And I don't know if that's possible. So. Um, you you know playing chords but using a sequencer to challenge when notes particularly go out from chords uh, and use different timings for that probably not explain this very well it makes a lot of sense to my head but this is how i usually approach sequencing and things just to get vibes and different styles going on is is to kind of try and misuse it and Mm. um when you've got something like this which has got step sequencing it's got chords in it and it's got it's got different banks to doing it running one out into another one and affecting that to get these strange chains of events going on which is something like again we was going to talk about this as well which is the the new product as well from soma which i won't go into now but um that seems to do that kind of thing as well
0: yeah it's interesting i mean there are so many ways that you can use these things i mean one way i was thinking mm-hmm. of just using the drum sequencer almost like it's a clocking device so you just each yeah. each of the eight tracks you just have you know you've got quarter notes you've got 16ths you've got 32s yeah. you got and you just run them that, so it's it's basically a clock divider yeah. and you just send it to yeah. whatever it was and it clocks everything to the master clock in in however many steps there are in the sequence and that that's sort of, you know there's so many ways and, and the thing that i like about it when we were using it for the mc707 review i just had it in front and i would just select whichever track i wanted to play whatever track i wanted on the on you know it's like a, a multi timbal keyboard control if it had splits as well it would be awesome you know but yeah it is it it's it's all about usability uh, for a lot of these so things
1: can you answer this question or someone who has one um with the key step you could change pattern without having to save what you did and you could just immediately write into a new pattern so there was like a kind of buffer memory uh with the beatstep pro if you change patterns inadvertently and haven't saved you would lose yeah you know, i think it's the pattern. same thing
0: i think but i
1: would have to it, check you lose that. it doesn't you see and that's you know like i love that idea of a buffer memory unless you have decided to save there. So it will automatically have just saved. Mm. Uh, but when, when you turn uh, yeah, it I'm off, not, it, it sure. wipes it.
0: I'm not sure, actually, about okay. that. I'd have to Which way try, round
1: have they gone? Yeah.
0: yeah I, I'm not, I'm not For,
1: sure. Because you were mentioning about workflow, you see. I think that thing about, um, you know, you just move on without having to go, have I saved it? You just, you know, things like that. Yes. Can pop you out and then you've lost your work or whatever, you know, and like, like electron stuff is really clever in the way that you can work with this buffer memory, save, go, you know, revert back, you know, totally change the pattern, change everything, and then just sort of jump it back to its saved state. Uh, But it also has like a kind of pre saved state, like a buffer sort of stage Mm. as well. Uh, Now, All of that stuff is really cool once you've got it in your head that it does that, you know, and that's, well, that's just like Yeah, I suppose it depends which way you work, work,
0: work, which way you work, yeah, that's
1: true. so what i'm saying is i'm I, for me for a workflow i'd want it always just to buffer memory everything you know so i can just move on and go back to that thing and it's still there and and that be across all tracks and then, and then you know then you if i like it, at the it end,
0: but you it, you could save it, you you save yeah. it if, if, i'm if not you, sure yeah. I, it might be i can't remember if it, I, I don't know if it does that but that's a, that's a fair okay. point. is there software
2: fair... that goes with this one nick as well is no, that just there's the there's control a...
0: center just the control center. yeah okay yeah yeah, and, and, yeah. and It will give you all of the stuff. Actually, I mean, I didn't realise it was quite so late, but we really should uh, look at the Somar thing while we're at it, because mm. I, mean, I know we could. Yeah, do it, cool. uh, The archer. but it's a great. Uh, the, the, there are so many ways to use these things, and, and the KeyStep Pro is even more of them. So anyway, let's just get onto this. <laughs> the new uh, Ornament 8. Ornament 8. Uh, it's not from flag fiber, it's from,
2: uh, Ornament 8 is a fully analog organismic sequencer and synthesizer of behavior, created for interacting with Lyra 8, Pulsar 23, Eurorack systems and any other equipment that can receive CV signals, including non-audio ones.
0: Some ornament so is the first
2: sequencer in history that's based on, on a horizontal hierarchy of modules. It doesn't have a master clock that sets the tempo. The ornament consists of eight equal and independent cells, which are controlled delaying lines. Triggers, gates, and CV signals are the result of their interaction.
0: Right. It's worth watching mm-hmm. that because there are so many brilliant quotes in it. It says, yeah. one of my favorite is the present in the ornament creates its future. but there, And then there are just tons of these, these sort of, like, throwaway, but, like, really deep lines. So essentially what this is, at its basic level, is eight sequences that are just sing, single-pulse loopers that can interact with each other, and it's uh, a delay line, so you, you turn up the delay for the length of the loop, but it's only got one output, but they'll interact. And, it, it, I mean... The electrons, the uh, the Soma stuff is bonkers. I mean, I love the Pulsar Twenty Three, I love the Lyra Eight, and this can interface with the Lyra Eight if you put a little special thing over it. It's absolutely uh, bonkers. Is it too bonkers? Do you think? I am going to ask you first, Matt, because you just got the Pulsar. Yeah, you've just got like a grin over you. Well, yeah, and yeah. uh, you ordered look, this.
2: <laughs> let me put this out there. I think Soma are probably one of the most important companies out there at the moment. Making Ooh. musical, uh, yeah, I'm going to say that I wow. think that these mm. guys are pushing stuff forward. And some people may say, "Well, it's actually going back to old principles of using electronic equipment and hardware." I'm sorry, but the the fact that these people are alive and making this equipment makes me very, very happy to be in this world right now because. Every time a product of theirs comes out, I'm challenged in a completely new way In in a way that I'm working with music production. The Soma has been absolutely mind-bendingly fun, intuitive, exciting, dynamic, and it just sounds amazing. Now, you're adding this to the mix. Where are this company going? This, you know, we was talking about where's Native Instruments Roadmap going. Soma, for me... I can see down the line I'm just gonna have a Soma studio. I'm just gonna get rid of everything and I'm just gonna have a Lyra. I'm gonna have the pulsar, I'm gonna have this sequence. Imagine a Soma I think,
0: mixing desk. Yeah.
2: I, well I think they're making I, I I I hear that they might be making just an effects unit as well, taking the effects that they've got and and creating something like that. I could be wrong. So I think they've they've got you, I didn't know you get that already. That they,
1: the Lyra 8 the later eight effects isn't that already out Yeah, there's a euro a rack thing yeah
0: you're right yeah there's there
2: a is. euro rack of it yeah um did i also hear that they've bought a <laughs> an island or something island. or a place <laughs> where they are going to take music producers over as a bit of an r&d place to play with new products and sort of spend time with
1: the company that's horrible
0: nobody wants to be able to do that i, I can't imagine everybody <laughs> would want to go there in
1: zanzibar
2: i think
0: oh my lord i'll okay. go
2: take me um
1: yeah
0: this this
2: the this so also i think nick what what i got from this uh ornament eight is uh, you know you start changing one thing and that then interacts with all the other things going on as well so just by turning one dial you can increase and change the speed of things and and how things are kicking things out um it
0: it basically what what i think this is how i understand it it creates a relationship between all of the eight parts that Establishes a sort of a fixed state, but but through it's like an analog computer essentially. This is how it's been likened to. Yeah. You turn a knob, the state kind of goes, oh my goodness, and then finds it's another fixed state, and so okay. it's kind it's of it, it is very chaotic. It's Vadim Beautiful. Minkin. It's not Vlad Keimer this time, although I'm sure Vlad's uh, had a lot of input into this, But this is from the chap called uh, Vadim Minkin i believe and this, Interesting.
2: Uh, this is going to be sorry to last thing i'll say on this i'm aware of the time um the, the one thing i'd say on this and using things like the pulsar for me is i just have things in record all the time when i'm using the pulsar and for this i'll probably do the same because i think you're going to have some real moments where you're going to be getting things out of it that you just love and you're like yeah i've got that there's not going to be much going back like um gaz was saying about you know having a buffer there's i don't really think there is a buffery unless you've got really good um memory and oh that crocodile cable was here and that because i i I leave the soma patched up quite a bit sometimes because i'm i've got a vibe going with it that i really love and i don't want to lose it and i'm taking photos of it as well
0: (laughs) yeah i Um, don't know i you haven't i mean i know you get on really well with vlad uh but have you have you got any soma stuff
1: no but i am i'm am lusting after the pipe that's the one i really want i think that looks of course so brilliant <laughs> yeah of course and it's uh yeah i mean yeah the most i think it's just brilliant how um well i know certainly for vlad and this other guy as well i guess must be sort of plugged into a similar thing uh he's a real artist he does all his dancing and is, is, you know, he's like a complete artist who works in very various fields. And like the the design ethos is like an extension of his art, you know, that he is a true artist and uh, it just happens that some of his art that he makes are these boxes or items, you know, um, uh, fa- you know, fascinating and what a wonderful, you know, important, yeah, important company to have. Um, but oh, I do. I want the lot. I do want the lot. I really do. There's a, there's a great <laughs> I mean, shot
0: later in that video where basically yeah. there are two Lyra 8s. Uh, or, or is it two Lyra 8s, to Pulsar, and two of these linked up? and Because uh, it all talks yeah. Pulsar. I mean, that's kind of cool. I think it's interesting. <sighs> the Pulsar 23 want. is probably the most traditional instrument they make because it has MIDI and it has a kind of fixed clock uh, sort of... Uh, Concept, if you want it, you can always make it not fixed if you want as well. But you know, it's the most sort of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's the one that sort of adheres to the most standards. The rest of them are just yeah. of out the window completely. It's kind of but yeah, great. Is
1: great it great though to make you have to work? You know, we, we talk about this how like the kind of the TR style of putting things in isn't very inspiring, really, particularly, mm. you know. So to kind of yeah. get away anything that gets you away from that that way of working you know yeah mm. but it you kind know of me, feels I mean, like
2: ha- sorry go it on. kind of feels like going back to the old like um ems studios you know yeah. when you see pictures of them when they're just racks of oscillators and things and uh and uh, just things patched together and that approach to music production is so different mm-hmm. to what we're doing here and and there's no right or wrong about this, folks and but there is something about being inspired, and like Gaz was just saying, punching stuff in on an eight hundred eight and a nine hundred nine and sitting with it is is one thing.
0: Well, I, I, Building, it's interesting.
2: You know, I, it, yeah, I, I could talk I, about bit. I, it I
0: wonder on. if we're, uh, we're there's a sort of rise of the Cyrillic synth makers because we've got Dreadbox and we've got the uh, mm-hmm. the Soma. You know, is, there a, is it a sort of a cultural thing that just kind of creates these 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 instruments that make it kind of more interesting to they're just different enough. I don't know. I mean, I'm complete Anybody, anybody in the, uh, the Zoom audience got any uh, uh, SOMO stuff or had any access to any of the soma or desiring after some? Yeah, but there's a thumbs up there from Wagyu. Yeah, yeah, everybody, everybody wants a Somos. Cool. What is it, Pulsar 23 or Lyra 8 or the sequencer? So hands up for Pulsar, Pulsar 23. Okay, interesting. Lyra eight. Ah, interesting. So yes, I'm interesting, yeah. and uh, I know the pipe. I, I, I'm never that interested in things. You've got to blow. Oh, there we go. I do beg your pardon. We had a hand up for the pipe. There we go. Uh, just something about hey. things you sort of dribble into that just makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. But you can, <laughs> you can, put, you can put line ins line ins to uh, the pipe as well, and uh, deal with, uh, do effects with it that way. Um,
1: but can we just say a big shout out to um, look, mum, no computer for, com- for completing oh, the, his the thousand, thousand oscillators? Because <laughs> I mean, that's a, you know, I was thinking about like kind of swarm synths and stuff, and that's like the ultimate sw- wall of swarm that he's made. Um, and I was, just think it's brilliant. It, it, it,
0: it was when he said that they all have the different scaling ca- cadences that made me think. <laughs> So you can't yeah. basically play it with anything at all, apart from one big knob that turns the pitch up and down. I suppose if we could see here, it was interesting because when it's all out of pitch, yeah. it just sounds like noise, which it would do because it's yeah. a thousand frequencies all all over the place. It's quite uninteresting, but yeah, it's worth. He's he's saying well, he's, during he's, it. He's. Yeah. God <laughs> carrot, on, sorry, well, when it one one thing he keeps saying when he's doing it is like, yeah, what the difference between a hundred and a thousand oscillators. I'm not oh. sure I could tell the difference. Yeah, just thinking, yeah, yeah but you know, like, good for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I take your point. Great, a great well,
3: thing love to
1: achieve. Yeah, great, and he's done it. But now he realizes he needs to work on it to make it musical and to make it more practical. And I thought that was a really good, uh, a good thing that he's reached that, you know, because, you know, he wasn't just like completely defending all those hours that you put in making it, he was kind of realising, now I've done this, I've got to figure out what to do with it next um but i love the idea he's look that they want to make it a museum that it's open to the public and that's you know one of the things in the museum so i think he's definitely someone who is just surprising us all the time and brilliant brilliant yeah Yeah, well he's doing good i mean he's taking the
0: patreon thing and and, you know the patreon people have paid for him to be able to make that because that's not a cheap thing to make i'd imagine i mean it's absolutely enormous absolutely And all the names on the Yeah, everybody got a name. Yeah, each knob is is named. What a great idea. Great idea. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think we're probably heading towards... Oops, wrong wrong button. We're heading towards... Well, we are at the end. It's it's kind of end time. I want to say thank you very much to everybody for joining us. Especially, I want to say thank you to our uh, our, 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 our elite Zoom audience. Round of applause (laughs) to them for for (laughs) being game to kind of come and try it out. Um, Generally speaking, how was the experience? Is it weird or is it kind of work or... Yeah, okay. Excellent. Well, they oh, couldn't really say was... anything else, could they, when faced with the <laughs> panel at them? But no, but thank you. Thank you very much for trying that. We may well kind of develop that and take it a bit further, but it's great to have everybody on board uh, with, with that Zoom audience. Uh, well, we'll see where it goes. Um, but um, that's it for this week. I want to thank everybody very much. I want to remember um, that I'll reiterate the competition because I did mess it up. I'm looking for the hashtag <laughs> slice dice, no hyphen, slice dice. <laughs> which is somehow easier to say. Uh, and the hashtag StutterEdit2 to at SonicState and at isotoping. If you want to win a copy of Speedy and Ice Stutter StutterEdit2, we're looking for the hashtag SliceDice and the hashtag StutterEdit2. And also, don't forget, uh, you can check out the, if you want to check out the Matriarch Q&A, some really interesting conversations we had with uh, Amos and Mark. Uh, Bit.ly slash SonicMQA will get you there. Or just check the YouTube channel, because it's one of the more recent videos that we've... Uh, sent out but i want to say matt thank you very much for joining us and i have to say i totally approve of your new ethernet cable that's the biggest single improvement that has happened uh from you
2: since um, since
0: being on you should keep it yeah
2: yeah forget about the music it's just it's about the internet connection um i'll let virgin broadband know nick and i'm sure they'll appreciate your feedback
0: they will. I, in fact, um, they were being asked uh, in the chat in, in Twitch, they were saying, can you do a live stream after the show with your uh, Pulsar 23 and DFAM, please? Oh,
2: <laughs> I would do. I've got, I've, I've actually got a meeting with a couple of clients now. There we go. But um, I, I will. I'll definitely do that for you all. In fact, I must actually thank Steve Hillier, uh, who's a regular on Sonic State, because he's lent me the um, the adapters to allow me to get broadband up to this room. And he lives just across the road from me. So thanks, oh, Steve. No, cool.
0: Excellent. Oh, yeah, and nice check one. out
2: Steve's. Done, if you if you haven't, if he I don't know if he's talked about this, but he's had an anniversary of um of, of his old band, and he's been uh, doing. Uh, he's also released some piano, um, music as well that he's produced, and it's really lovely. And he's also given some insights into um, uh, d- how Dubstar was recorded and all that kind of stuff. I've been following it, and uh, it's really lovely. Actually, he's been. I think uh, if you just go to his website, Steve Stephen Hillier. Stephen Hillier, Steven,
0: is. yeah, Stephen Yeah, is. go yeah. check check
2: Steve that Hillier. out. Just a shout out to, to him because it's beautifully recorded as well. I'm really impressed with the, the piano sound he's got.
0: I'll post that. But anyway, thanks for then. having
2: me on the show. And You're uh, more than yeah. welcome. It's Thank been really nice.
0: nice. Thank you very much. I'm do, going to just go post do you want like see, that. And do and gas. So-
1: oh, yeah. oh, yeah. What do I want? It? I don't know. <laughs> do, you do, you cool? do you want to cool? something cool? Okay. Go on in.
0: Oh, is that your the eleven seventy six pedal?
1: 1176 in a pedal and this is the one with the Lundahl transformer. Yes. Finally after years and years and years every time I do sessions like way, way back in the 90s you know being plugged into an 1176 was always just something that just brought out extra thing extra extra glue in my performance great. Well, you so you play uh, into it so you play yeah you play into it. Yeah you play into it. And I've been uh, I've been really loving it with guitar and with bass. But I think it's a bit strange. It, inside it you can you can if you unscrew it and take the back plate off there's a little jumper inside and you can make it less sensitive so you can so if you want to put like like line level stuff ah, okay. into it. Uh, Toggle but, switch on the mm, mod
0: for that I think. That sounds like a Yeah. Oh, I'm no, not finding on.
2: it Hoffner. Oh what this is? Is, uh, this is an la2a in a foot pedal Uh, by hoffner and this is the press to uh this is the press to compress limited edition um la2a and like you guys i i think there's something about playing into something like an 1176 or an la2a it just brings out things and makes you play in a different way and this is Hmm. this is absolutely beautiful but i'm gonna have to check that out what's that called guys cali 76
1: yeah origin, origin effects Kali 76. Cool, and, right. and this comes in two formats one with the kind of them their own iron core transformer or uh, this one which is the more pricier one which has got the Lundahl transformer in and the advantage of the Lundahl transformer is it's a lot cleaner there's a lot more headroom and it's a lot more suitable for studio or bass guitar uh, kind of things. Mm. Do you reckon that's the sort of thing that would be useful to review do you reckon or do you think that's too too niche?
0: Could be. I mean, I think maybe showing what it what it does might be interesting. If mm-hmm. playing to it and going, this is audio examples, yeah, it could well be. Mm, I don't know. What cool. do you think, What do you think, Zoom audience? Is that something they have like interest? <laughs> this show's gone on way too long, they're thinking. I never signed up for I'd that. To- I've, got, I've got a life I'd to like get to hear with. That. I'd
2: like to hear that with a yeah. drum machine or something, Gaz. That, yeah. that might be quite interesting yeah. with a right, drum well, machine.
0: Look, we better sign off because we've been running for ever such a long time. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry, my fault. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. Thank you, Gaz. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you very much, everybody in the chat room. That's it for this week. That was Sonic Talk episode uh, 631. We'll see you next time. That's Bye-bye fun. now.